And everything is going to the beat. And everything is going to the beat. And everything is going to the beat. Welcome in to the first Pacers Running Podcast. We are in the heart of Clarendon in Arlington, Virginia, broadcasting from Studio 3100. I'm your host, Chris Farley. This is a new show, and I got a couple of new hosts. Alongside me, to my left, is uh, one of my co-hosts, William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? How's it going, Chris? It's going well, man. Excited about this new show. Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. Um, it's going to be challenging for me because on my other podcast, all I do is make fun of my co-host, <laughs> and I was told that's not the format for this no, podcast, not, not this so one. I may struggle a little bit to find something to talk about, but I'll do my best. Okay. also want to bring in my uh, our other co-host here, Joanna Russo. Joanna, what's up? Hey, Chris. How's it going? It's going well. Thanks for uh, agreeing to do this. Well, w- nobody told me that we wouldn't be making fun of each other. <laughs> well, we can- we can certainly do that, but let's break that in easy. You know, should we slowly. vote? Should we vote <laughs> on this? Let's let's do that very slowly. Uh, you know, we got to kind of feel each out each other out here uh, initially. Uh, you guys, Joanna and, and Docs, just met, um, and so I don't want you to start ripping into each other at least immediately. Give it give it a you know. I a think half we were planning on teaming up on you. That's <laughs> okay. that's what I envisioned yeah. as yeah. well. Well. We look forward to that. That's going to be, well, I don't necessarily look forward to that, but I think that could be a, a fun part of the show. Uh, looking forward to this show. Uh, Docs and I do a couple of other shows uh, together, other, other podcasts, and you can find us on the Kai Shai Network of Podcasts. Um, this is a show that's about uh, my real-life job, uh, which I'm really excited about. How many listeners did we just lose? <laughs> Probably a number of them. Hopefully, hopefully we didn't lose them. We've been broadcasting for about two minutes now, so hopefully we haven't lost them yet. But uh, you know, the idea of this show is is a kind of a look behind the curtain of what uh, what 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 Pacers running is, what running in DC is from the perspective of myself. I'm the owner of the stores uh, from Joanna. Uh, a star manager here in, in Clarendon who's been with uh, our organization for a while. And uh, from Docs, who's uh, been a, a best friend of mine for close to 20 years now. Well, we shouldn't, we shouldn't tell them how. Exactly Since we were how, three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's kind of where I wanted to start it off today, guys, is kind of get, um, you know, just let, let, let the listeners kind of know who we are. Um, and I'll start with you, Docs. So obviously you're you're 23, right? 23 years old. Yeah, um, fresh out of college. Fresh out of college. Yep. Yep. And and as far as running goes, I actually met you in school because yep. we ran together in college. We were the same year at the University of Virginia. Back when you used to wear skull caps and uh, <laughs> scowl at everybody. Yep. And get mad when you got free ice cream. Yep, I did do that. Uh huh. And uh, that's it. Yeah. There's nothing else to me. Uh, Docs is a runner. Uh, like you just said, we ran together in, in college, and we've done a couple of uh, 
Ragnar relays together, hood to coast. You've done a number of Pacers races, and uh, you've run a marathon too, right? Ran a marathon. Um, I ran 26 miles. You actually ran the same marathon and ran about 30 miles. <laughs> uh, even though we ran side to side, you were running and taking pictures of, of the band and yeah. running and uh, it was like actually it was like doing a marathon with a golden retriever. Yeah, I was tweeting that uh, had a cell phone. I, I was tweeting and and very excited about your first marathon. It was a, it was a good time and hopefully uh, this show can inspire you to get back to um, uh, marathon shape or running even faster than you did uh, a couple years ago in that New York City marathon. So uh, that's Docs, uh, Joanna. Um, tell us a little about yourself. Where are you from? What's your relationship with running? Uh, what do you do for a living? Oh, no, we already know that you manage the store. Uh, what's going on? Um, so I'm originally from New Jersey. Um, that's where I was raised. I was born in Oklahoma. My parents are New Yorkers. Okay. Um, I came to D.C. for school, and I've been here ever since. Um, I fell in love with running when I was in high school. I was always a soccer player, and I swam. Mm-hmm. And then one time I saw a bunch of guys doing an 800-meter practice for cross-country, and I thought to myself, that looks so painful, and I definitely have to do that next year. And did you run when you were in co- college here, or no? No, I was in the crew team. That's right. You were mm-hmm. in the crew team. Yes, I was the lightweight stroke. <laughs> she doesn't look much like a, uh, a crew rower or... That's because I'm a lightweight. The lightweight right. rowing okay. is a little bit about the finesse of the sport, Got not it. the heavyweight rowers that just grunt and pull. What's the name of the people who? What's the name of the guy who's who's a coxswain? Stroke, uh, the coxswain, yeah, yeah. yeah, coxswain. So you weren't the coxswain, okay? No, I wanted to be, and one yeah. time they let me try, and I got us stuck on a sandbar. Oh man, okay, that was the end of that. Is that a is that a rhythm issue? Um, I think it's a sight issue. You have to try to steer the boat, um, and I don't have oh, okay. very good hand-eye coordination, I guess. Was it was it doing two things at once? I'm, yeah, I'm Italian, so I can't do two things uh, at once. That, yeah. Uh, so then you uh, started working for, for Pacers Running a uh, few years back, right? And you part-time, were part-time 2011. initially, mm-hmm. uh, while, you were a, while you were a full-time librarian, is that right? Yeah, full-time librarian. Tell us about being a librarian. Um, well, it's very quiet. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Um, so I worked at the Library of Congress for about five years. Um, I was lucky enough to work in the librarian's office mm-hmm. with the head librarian at the Library of Congress, which was a really, really cool experience. Now, were most of your coworkers there kind of boring? Or um, I wouldn't say they you were- have like personality. I mean, you're, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't be what I traditionally think of as a librarian. Yeah. Don't um, want to throw your old coworkers under the bus or anything, but just curious. Yeah, well, um, I'd say that there are definitely some interesting people that work at the library. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. That's do you, fair. Do you have a good shush move? Uh, yeah. Actually, I took a whole course in grad school about shushing. Is that right? Is, is yeah. that true? Yeah. So you had to go to grad school to be a librarian? It's true. Mm-hmm. Is it really? Wow. Do they still do, like, the uh, the card catalog no. Like Dewey Decimal Okay, stuff. so no. No, not no. anymore? No, it's all online now, I bet. Well, Card Catalog went out of Library of Congress in 1980, um, oh, and the Dewey okay. Decimal System is being phased out of most public libraries. Okay. Um, they're opting for more of an um, open-ended cataloging system like you would find in Barnes & Noble. Huh. 
All right. That we just lost like five listeners. Yeah. We can't talk <laughs> about libraries. All right. So <laughs> moving on to uh, so your career with Pacers, you yeah. started working part time at the Logan Circle well, Store. I'd like to talk about how yeah. I started working at Pacers yeah. because um, in 2011, I really wanted to work at Pacers because I needed extra money and I and I knew some people that worked there and they needed some help. Yep. Um, but it took me forever to try to get hired. So instead, what I did is just showed up for shifts and started working for two weeks. Wow. And then I finally got on the payroll. <laughs> that. That was before we were a little bit more organized. Docs. Um, so just just uh, hustling shoes um, without actually being an employee. Nope. Just showed up. Just showed up. Sorry. Is that unprecedented? I feel like that's happened uh, in, in other fields as well. That's how I made it in, uh, to play for the Nationals. Remember when I was the, the third baseman <laughs> yeah, for the right. Nationals? For a while. I, I started out that. just shagging uh, out, <laughs> out, uh, fly balls in the outfield during spring training. Let, me just, say, know, let me just say. Uh, Zimmerman gets hurt and there's my <laughs> chance. This is 2011. Things are much different now at Pacers Running. We're much more organized. Uh, so uh, this is the first time I'm hearing of this story. I'm kind of <laughs> horrified, but that is a funny story. No, but I think that it doesn't, it doesn't talk to anything about Pacers. It's just how much I wanted to work yeah, there. How passionate you were about uh, slinging shoes. So you, shows up, you showed up for two weeks. We finally said, all right, she's not going away. You might as well start paying her. Uh, and then you were, you know, working part time for a couple years before your management uh, career started here. Yeah, so I left the library in August of 2013. And then you started uh, as an assistant manager at Logan Circle. Um, I actually, know this. yeah, it's it's all right. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I actually started uh, senior staff at Pentagon Row for Pentagon two months. Pentagon Row, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I became the assistant manager at Logan Circle, and then the manager at Clarendon, all within three months. Wow. Um, so one of the purposes, again, of the show is I'm trying to kind of set the scene for people who, who may be listening to a podcast for the first time, is that I want to, like I said, kind of uh, take a look behind the scenes on what we do at Pacers. Uh I'm not sure that's an accurate representation of just showing up and actually start working. I think Please don't do that at yeah, Clarendon. No. Um, but I do think that that is, to me, interesting to, to some people. So uh, that'll be we'll get kind of insight from Joanna uh, as we uh, as we do these shows, kind of behind the scenes. Uh, you know, as she works the floor, as she works and manages people at Clarendon, as she interacts with customers. Uh, I think she's going to have a unique perspective because I can tell you Docs isn't going to have that sort of uh, perspective at all. Uh, I don't work the floor uh, as much as I'd like to these days. So um, I think this will be a learning experience uh, for, for me as well. Let us know, like, you know, everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, hopefully most Well, it sounds like you just want to hear the good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I generally do. Uh. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to a podcast before um, – you know, I think pod- you won't need to listen to any other podcast no, this after is it. this. This is it. Yeah. So, I think podcasting to me is 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 a really cool way to uh, get content because a number of reasons. Um, as I try to sell the audience on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're already twelve minutes in. I feel like <laughs> right. Feel did like we, did point, we get a follower a minute? Are we at twelve yeah. now? Yeah. No, yeah, twelve minutes. In. Twelve minutes in. Yeah. But see, the, what I was going to say, like, if, if they've already survived the uh, yeah. Dewey Decimal discussion, <laughs> right, right. I think they're hooked. Right. I don't think you need yeah. to try to sell it anymore. Well, Should I talk more about the Dewey Decimal system? No. Well, I, <laughs> I had you're about right. three or four follow-up no, questions, but good. we'll talk offline. Yeah. 
All right, so if you're listening to the show, you've obviously downloaded our show, our podcast, and you know what a podcast is, but I wanted to quickly just try to sell our listeners on, on why a podcast. All right, so why a podcast, Joanna Docs? Uh, I think it's a great way for people to kind of learn about DC running, about Pacers, about us. Uh, you can listen to it when you want to listen to it. I think that, to me, is a, a really cool thing about podcasting. It's on demand. You can listen to it while you're mowing your lawn. You can listen to it while you're commuting to work. I think you can listen to it while you go for a run. Or you could go for a run and listen to it. I think, I think that would way. be probably the most ideal. It's a running show that you can listen, listen to, to while it. you run. Yeah. Although you got to be safe, too. Yeah, very true. You want to keep the volume down. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen to a number of podcasts. Uh, I enjoy... Um, Joanna and I li- both listen to Serial. I think that's a... What? So do I. Real, okay, sorry. Count me out. We <laughs> talked about that in the, before this. That's true. Well, you haven't finished it yet, so I think that was a... That was a, that was a uh, Wait, call me out on that for... <laughs> um, I think that was a uh, kind of the, the best example of a, of a podcast that really... Except for our other podcast. Except for our other podcast, of course. Yeah. Um, I listen to some business podcasts. Um, Boring. I also uh, listen to uh, my buddies, the Sports Junkies. I listen to them every day. So, podcasts to me is a great way for me to, you know, just absorb content when I want. So, hopefully, um, you know, you guys will will feel the same way about our show. What other What other podcasts do you listen to, Joanna? Um, I also listen to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Okay. NPR podcast. It's a news show. Peter Segal, he's also a runner. Oh, okay. All right, I'm I'm writing that down. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to that. Docs, any other suggestions? Yeah, I like to listen to interviews and yeah. stuff like this. So uh, I enjoy the Nerdist. The Nerdist, okay. Yeah. And since we're trying to point people into other directions other than our <laughs> right, product, right. Uh, maybe I'll come up with a couple of bad ones to bring them back. Right, that's a great yeah. idea. So when they listen to those. They won't compare it to what ours is. Right. So I've been struggling with what to call this podcast. That's been a big question in my mind. Because you don't want it to be associated to an NBA basketball right. team. Right. One of the problems. You, you, want, running, you want runners to find it. Yes. Not, not basketball. I want DC runners to find this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to call it maybe the Pacers running podcast. I don't know if that's good. Pacers Nation, I don't think that's good. If you look up Pacers Nation, you find a lot of things about the Indiana Pacers. Uh, so I'm really looking for audience suggestions. What should we call the show? I started, you know, I, when, I, when I first introduced the show, I called it the Pacers Running Podcast. And I think that is a good descriptor, description of what it is, but it's not a catchy name, Doc's. Well, the thing, I, the thing I like about 2015 is we can outsource everything to social <laughs> media. So uh, why don't we just throw this out to the listeners and have them hit us up on Twitter yeah. and, and let us know what this should be called. And then uh, um, once they name that, then we can also see if somebody out there wants to edit it for us. Right, right exactly. And, uh, and finally, we can ask them if anybody <laughs> wants to do the show for yeah, us yeah. eventually. So tweet us at RunPacers. Uh, use the hashtag podcast. Tweet us at Run Pacers and uh, let us know what you think the name should be. Pacers Running Podcast, Pacers Nation. Do you have any other witty, great ideas? 
we will, we will take all ideas and um, we'll, we'll decide, discuss them all. We'll discuss them all, and next week on the show, kind of figure out what to name name the show. So that's kind of setting up what this show is. We're also going to actually talk a, about things rather than just kind of set the whole scene. Okay. We we will do that, and I want to do that now. So wanted, it's not just table setting. No, it's not just table setting. Okay. No, 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 no. I wanted to talk about one of the biggest events kind of in our uh, channel or in running, which is the Boston Marathon that happened last week. We had uh, a couple people from Pacers go. One, one of our employees ran uh, the marathon. And we also had Joanna go and run the 5K and just kind of experience Boston for a few days. And... Did you run the last 5K, kind of a Rosie Perez type no, situation? No, 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 no. There's actually okay. a 5K associated uh, with the marathon. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's on Saturday. Is that right? It's on Saturday now. It used to be the day before the marathon. So you've done that 5K. How many times in a row now? So this was the seventh year. The inaugural race was in 2009. So I did the inaugural race and then every race since then. Wow. So you've done it. Um, you've done it. Every year, is there like a meaningful? Is it, is it meaningful for any specific reason? Do you love Boston? What? Wh- why this five k? So I really, really love Boston. Every time I go there, I just have such a great time, and yeah. I really wanted a race that I could do every year, and that was like my race. And then maybe in twenty five years, Runner's World will write an article about me, <laughs> right? And then it will have been worth it to keep all the shirts and medals and bibs. So do you have all the shirts and medals and bibs? Yes. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, before did, jo- did you ever dream that you would be featured on a podcast? Yeah. With this story? I, you know, I didn't, but my no. goals are changing. Yeah. So Joanna left uh, for Boston last week and had the the, the New Balance Boston shoe on, all geek to go. You got your Run Boston shirt on right now. Um, well, that was 2014. Sorry, not not this year. But uh, did this did the race meet uh, all your expectations this year? Oh yeah, this was it was a really great year to be in Boston. Um, the actual race day was probably a little bad for spectators, um, yeah. maybe a little bit for runners too. Cold, windy, rainy, but typical Boston spring weather. Um, but the weekend leading up to the race was beautiful. It was beautiful weather. Um, there's just a ton of people in Boston. So many runners. It's just it's a really great time to be there. Yeah, and if people haven't been th- that weekend, it is just packed with runners. The Epic Boston Marathon weekend was probably 2008 when they also hosted the women's marathon, uh, trial. marathon Olympic trials, mm-hmm. and uh, more so, you already have your your uh, compressed community right. of runners. Then you add on top of that your uh, American elite runners. Um, that was, I think, that was the. And, uh, and I think since then, it's really even gotten bigger and bigger each year. For some reason, I feel like it's like this the, the place that everybody goes, you know, it used to be just the marathoners. Now it's people like you were doing the 5K. It's just like a, a Well, and there's always point. the Sox games. The Sox games. Yeah, you've got the Celtics coming. playing. You've yeah. got what is it? It's Patriots Day. And Patriots, Patriots Day. Day. Yeah. So, so there's a ton of just just stuff going on, which I think is, is, is different than it was maybe 10, 15 years ago. People just travel who are runners. Up there, we had you know one of your one of your employees up there uh, who just went there for the party basically, 
and you just see a lot of other runners and it is a big party over the you know if you're not running the race obviously did you go to the uh marathon expo i did yeah i actually got to work at the expo i worked for brooks uh all day on saturday was it crazy? Oh, yeah. Brooks was giving away lobster socks in addition to uh, their lobster shoes that were for sale. So everybody was coming over to the booth wanting their lobster socks. What do, what is, what do you qualify to get the lobster socks? Just showing up? And then just go through a gait analysis and then you get your lobster socks. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's socks with a lobster on them. What do you think? I thought they were socks for the lobster. <laughs> and, and the shoes, they were especially made up for uh, the, uh, the race that were... The Brooks launch that actually had lobsters all over them. That is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, they were red with lobsters red all over with them. Lobsters, yeah. So and they came in a in a netted bag, like a lobster <laughs> catch bag. That's that's pretty cool. Could you tell who was there just for the socks? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And people were were very upfront about it. They is would right? say, "I'm just here for the socks." Okay, so that made it easy to tell which ones they were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lobsters to me isn't that more of a main. Oh, and my brother who lives in Maine will tell you that is a Maine thing, and he hates Massachusetts. Right. Yeah, so I, I just, I, I, I guess they're trying to connect the New England dots there, but... It's, it's because uh, Massachusetts is bigger, so they have like more volume of uh-huh. people talking about it, but it's right. definitely a Maine thing. Yeah. But we don't want to alienate either of our right. uh, <laughs> listenerships in either of those right. fine states. <laughs> Exactly. So the the expo, you worked the expo full day there. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else? Like other events that you went to? Well, I went to um, I don't even remember what bar it was. Some bar along Boylston Street with one of my friends from college, and I won Boston Red Sox tickets. How, how did, did you, you use them? Yeah, I did. I got to go to the game on Sunday. It was a lot of fun. How oh, did wow. you win the tickets? Um, Trivia. Some sort of like I don't know I best, how best many, lobster socks. <laughs> how many beers you can drink? What like what 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 kind of uh, what kind of contest? fastest five k? Yeah, maybe it was that. What kind of contest was it? Um, it was actually just you know fill out a piece of paper oh, and really? yeah, it was and a it, random draw. So, well, and it wasn't there. there was, it was literally just like um, cut up pieces of paper. I didn't think it was a real contest, but yeah. they were real tickets. <laughs> now, did, did you stay right downtown there? So, yeah, I've got a friend that lives right in Kenmore, so I got to stay right right in the middle of the action. Yeah. I mean, the whole city shuts down for like three or four days. It is pretty impressive. Um, you went to this uh, pop-up shop for this company called Tracksmith. I'm like in love with this Tracksmith. Uh, he talks here. about them all the time. I do. I talk about this. this before you this, went to the pop-up? Yeah. Before I went. That's, that's why I went. Okay. Yeah. This, uh, this company called Tracksmith, um, I'm doing a free advertisement for them. Uh, you can find them at tracksmith.com. We'll, char- we'll charge them retroactively. Yeah. <laughs> they make some really cool, like, authentic running gear that is unique to, looks like unique to New England. Um, were they, uh, was, was it pretty busy there? Was that a pretty cool experience at Tracksmith? So Tracksmith um, was releasing their women's line finally. For the longest time, they've only made men's clothing. Yeah. Um, but they were releasing their women's line in Boston, which was one of the reasons I wanted to go because Chris like talks about these people insufferably. So I, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted the opportunity to try some of their clothes on. Um, so I went there. It was pretty busy the whole weekend. I think I went, I went on Friday, and then they had their launch party on Friday night too, and I went to that. Um, it, I mean, 
real busy, great clothes. They have a really cool magazine called Meter, too. Yep. Um, I'll also say they had really great beer at their launch party. I do judge people based on what beer they serve at their parties. <laughs> totally, as you should. Yeah, it's a really cool brand. Uh, hopefully, uh, you uh, kind of negotiated a contract to get them in our stores. Hopefully. Yeah, Patrick Tomaszewicz, we're, yeah. we're working yeah, on this. We're working on that. Good work. Uh, so that was that's a pretty cool experience. Uh, you also went to this new Adidas home base store. How was that? Well, I'm going to lead off by saying that you know what they have in that store? A shower. A shower. Wow. A shower. She's been really uh, lobbying to get a shower in the now. Is, store. is this for the customers or for the employees? For the customers. For really? The customers. Mm-hmm. Wow. They have a shower and lockers there. Um, mm-hmm. The thought behind the store is it's called the Adidas Home Base Store. Right. So the thought behind it is that it is a home base, so you can go there, drop off your stuff in the lockers, go for a run, take a shower. Go do whatever else you have going on in your life. So generally, you'll like run. To, she, she's been lobbying for a shower mm-hmm. here in the Clarendon store. You'll go for a run and then finish your run here and then work the day unshowered? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sorry, customers, yeah. but that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we've kind of crunched the numbers, Docs, on the shower. Right. It's pretty expensive. Yeah, I would bet. Maybe we can, um, I don't know, would a hose work or something like that? No. So the uh, let's go back to the the, the uh, Boston lockers. Yeah, the the Adidas there, home base lockers. Tell me, tell me, is there, are there like uh, time limits on the lockers, or or do you rent the lockers, or? I assume that they're eventually they'll have to have time limits in the lockers, but right now it's just working. You put your stuff in there, lock yeah. it up, and then just go for your run. I don't think anyone's using it like you do at a bus station so yet. B y o l. Bring your own locker. Bring your own lock. Lock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They had. Um, See, I feel like if if you really want to push this into the Clarendon store, you should have these answers. Like, right? She should have her sales not, pitch. Yeah, not guessing. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to help you out here. Right. <laughs> I I did see some pictures, and you can find them online. It looks really nice there. Um. So I think it's a good example. What kind of website shows pictures of a locker room. No, no not a locker room, but of the Adidas uh. home base store. Um. So I I do appreciate what you're saying it looked pretty cool uh, and it looked like any pictures that i saw looked like it was super crowded all weekend so they're obviously coming there for maybe the lockers doing runs from there uh they had uh adidas boston marathon gear specific adidas boston marathon gear uh and a really cool build out too so uh i was glad that you went there and we we are building out our clarendon store we are actually open for business just side note uh, although both windows are, are boarded up right now, unfortunately, which has been a real challenge for us. But we are open for business, um, hopefully being done in June. And you can find out information on that on our Run Pacer site and the blog. But um, Or we'll give you weekly updates. Or we'll give you weekly updates of uh, what's going on. But uh, I, 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 did, I, I thought that was a, a, pretty cool, um, a pretty cool concept that they did there. Uh, I think it was a Marathon Sports, who's the, the local running store there, combined with Adidas, did pr- pretty cool stuff. Uh, did you go to the uh, uh, Nike had a few runs there as well? Yeah, Nike had a lot of runs that weekend. So I went to one on Sunday morning, okay, um, which was pretty awesome. They bust about like 100-ish people over to the Reggie Lewis Center, which is a really famous indoor track facility. Yeah. And they took everybody through a pretty legitimate workout. I was pretty sore the next day. Wait, is this, before? Wait this is post-race? 
Post 5K. It was the next Post, day. Yeah, wow. your race was Saturday, yeah. and then you did a workout on Sunday? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, I, sometimes I train like Alberto Salazar style. <laughs> right, right, right. Back-to-back days. You didn't call Nike and say, can we do this tonight on <laughs> right. Saturday? Right. Um, it's too much recovery. So a pretty legit workout, and Nike always seems to do it right. Yeah, they had a DJ. A DJ. They had a DJ and photographer. So at the end of Sunday night, I got a whole album of pictures of me running at the Reggie Lewis Center. Wow, that is, that is pretty cool. Um, you also went to Wassell? Wassell. Wassell. Well, they had, they had a, another group run. Mm-hmm. A group run? Yeah. yeah. Um, what no, is that? No DJ there? No DJ no. there. What's Wassell? It's it's a uh, it's it's a women specific clothing line. Uh, they do really well in in, in our channel, um, and they, they they've they've come on really strong last couple of years, few years, and and have done events and you know they've got sponsored runners and did they have the sponsors r- runners at the uh, events that, that you went to? No, I didn't. I didn't see any there. But I was hoping to catch Lauren or Kara, but they weren't mm-hmm. there. Were these events that you went to? Are these things that you did? Uh, through Pacers, or are these kind of things open to the the public? No, everything I went to, anybody could have gone to. Um, Nike had a whole listing on their website, and if you follow them on um, Twitter or Facebook, you could have found out about the events that way as well. Um, and same thing for, for Wazelle or Tracksmith. Any of that stuff was just open to anybody that wanted to go. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that was leading up to the marathon. Marathon Monday comes. I know you had to fly out of there. So you did your run and watched the race pretty much. Did you run to the airport and then shower at the airport? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but I did ride the team with a guy who had literally just finished, still has his Mylar blanket around him. Smell- was going to the airport? It smells awful. The tea was delayed, so there's they- everyone's packed in like sardines, and this this sweaty body is rubbing up against me. It was... That's you didn't funny. shift his uh, marathon blanket and say, this yeah. is going to be our barrier? Yeah, you should have. Uh one thing that happened I wanted to bring up to you guys uh, that kind of annoyed me, and I wanted your, your take on this. All right. Well, this is kind of a leading question, but go ahead. <laughs> right, right, sorry. Sorry. Um, Runner's World picked this up about a guy who led the race, led the men's race for the first five minutes and 30 seconds of the race. Now, if anybody's run the Boston Marathon before, it's – downhill it's fast first few miles the uh the elites are running probably 430 pace or so you know pretty 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 darn fast so this guy decides he wants to lead the race as long as he can lead the race Mm -hmm. and he leads it for five and a half minutes and then is interviewed afterwards and Says that he how, wants, when you say afterwards, how much afterwards? Yeah, well, it took him the, the first five. You know, he ran a four thirty something first mile. Yeah, uh, and then his next uh, next twenty five miles were basically about uh, seven thirty pace. Still a good time, right? You know, for for you know an average of of seven thirty to uh, or, or so pace. Still a good time, but uh, the guy runs you know close to three ten or something like that. Leads the race. And tells everybody that he's leading it because he wants to see his two kids to see him from Texas on TV. Um, and that was a really special moment for him and his kids. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it like that, personally. <laughs> personally. <laughs> All right. I think this guy 
I'm just, just curious when we're going to get around to the question because you said you're going to ask us a <laughs> right, question. Right. But go right. ahead. So, well, yeah, let's ask the question. What do you guys think of that? No, I would like you to keep going. No, this is fun. no, no, no. What do you guys? What do you guys think of that? He's on TV for his kids. Uh, what do you What do you guys think of that? Did you Did you hear about this yet? I did. So I I watched the start of the race actually in my friend's apartment, and yeah. then once the once people started getting closer, I went outside to watch. So right. I saw I saw him on the TV mm-hmm. just like his kids did, I guess. Yeah. But did they? <laughs> on, <laughs> yeah. So he 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 did it just for his two kids, but then he also uh, he also uh, had you know who knew of, who knew millions of fans you as well yeah. Exactly, Joanna Russo was watching too. It wasn't a special moment for me. (laughs) It wasn't. It wasn't. I was just curious, like on the because I didn't watch it, but on the TV broadcast, did they mention this guy or did they say like who is this guy or no? The the broadcasters up in in Boston didn't mention him at all. All they did was Mm -hmm. talk about the elites in the race. Okay. Yeah, I I think there was somebody on like the Runners World. uh, Maybe there was another broadcast or something that they did mention him one time. But, um, but it was picked up. It was picked up post race. The, the story, was, the took, story uh, was, yeah. took. I was just curious when when the story got. Uh, I don't think anybody was watching him for that first mile, saying, "Ooh, I think we've got a ringer in yeah. this race." No, yeah. I definitely don't think they they were. I mean, the guy is a fine runner. He's run two thirty in the marathon. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's a very fast runner. Uh, but to run two thirty and to lead the Boston Marathon are two entirely different things. Well, yeah, I mean, but he, I mean, let's say you know you you lead the Boston Marathon for thirty seconds. That's that's also one thing. But I mean, at least he got over a mile. Yeah, I he mean, did, he did he did go. Let's out. let's say it like this. I don't know how many people ran the race, but I'm sure that that uh, the majority of them couldn't have even oh, done that. No, you no know? doubt, no doubt. The guy is in. in Although for for those of you who've never run a marathon before, don't try this. Right. Do not. Don't go, go out in four thirty. Right. The, the, no. Those next twenty five miles are not going to be easy. Are going to be awful. So to me, I, I, I mean, okay. So I, you know, before I uh, stop myself, I was going to give you my opinion on it. I think you did, but go ahead. No, I just think it's all about him. It's not about his kids. It's all about him. He wanted to be on TV. I don't think. It's it's a good for it's it's not a not a uh, spectacle that's good for the sport. This was a stunt to me, and I think he should respect the distance of twenty six point two miles, and you know try to run your best twenty six point two miles, which for him would probably been like going out in five fifty pace or six minute pace, which is still incredibly fast, but way different than going out in four thirty. And to me to come on later on and say, you know, hey, this was about my kids. Yeah, it wasn't about your kids. It was look it was about look at me, me, me. Right. I, I do do you agree? I mean, do you do you, well, you know what I'm saying? It's just interesting coming from a guy who has six podcasts, but Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Right. I I mean the one thing I know, I don't have kids myself, but right. but all my friends that have kids, they're always looking for me time. You sure. know, they never have me time. So at least this guy had like five minutes, 30 seconds of me time. Yeah, you know? I, I guess I guess that's true. Um, now that I've bullied everybody to try to think the way I'm thinking about it, uh, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying, Joanna? I do. I will say, though, that I think that's one of the great things about our sport, though, is that, yeah. you know, I, like I would never get to play in a soccer game with Mia Hamm. Yeah. But you get to you get to start in the same starting line as all the elite runners, and you're running the same road races as them. Not that I think that you should take the lead from right. them. I do think it is cool to be lined up next to these guys. And this guy, to be in that wave, he's, he's a legit runner. Uh, but to me, 
you know, respect the distance, but, try to run the best that you can. But let's can. also say you say he has a he has a two thirty PR. Yeah. Okay, but and he ran like a three ten. So he's he's not really. It's not like he sacrificed his his uh, best um, yeah. time. It's it's probably it's probably best like he's he's probably like me, and his best times are way in his past, and he's not going to be able to approach those. You know. Yeah. So personally, I could see like. Because because when I was competitively running and and when I was like in really good shape, I would respect the races because you know you you want to like even just shave one second yeah, off your time as fast as you can. Right. I'm not going to shave one second off my fastest times anymore. So maybe have a little bit more fun All with right. it. I could Fair see that enough. as well. Fair enough. Okay, that's a good perspective. One I don't and agree with, but that's a good that's fine. That's I, fine. I mean, everyone's allowed to have opinions on all this right, podcast. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. no, no I, and I, I agree. And the, I, the other thing, I just like to argue with you. Yeah. The, the other thing I would say is like, if this was you, you were talking about playing soccer, right? right? Now, now, if you were on a soccer team and you decided for my kids, I want to take uh, thirty shots from midfield. Right. Uh, that hurts your team. Right. And that hurts. That affects other people. I don't think in this case any of the uh, elite runners were like, ooh, i got to pick up the pace or I need to respond to anything that this guy is doing. No. They looked at him. They don't recognize him. They're like, I don't, I don't need to worry about this, you know. So it, basically, you know, he made, it more, he made a more difficult marathon for himself on that day, but I don't think he also really hurt anybody as well, you know. If more people did that in the start of a race, though, it could clog up the start. But one, that's one, true. yeah, one person though doesn't doesn't affect it. I agree. Actually, that's true. When I ran uh, New York, um, so many people uh, pushed in front. Like when you go through the corral, and then so many people pushed in front. I was basically passing people for ten miles. Yeah, I agree. Well, well, and that's a lot. How that five k was that that I did too. You have a lot of people who are lining up in the seven minute corral, and then they're walking right half a mile into the race. I, so, so from that, from that, see, I don't agree with anything Farley says, but but I agree with what you <laughs> what just said. Saying. Yeah, because because uh, you're right. If like one guy does it and it's an isolated event, that's one thing. But if everybody gets this idea and gets inspired and and doesn't respect the the race in this in this manner. That that is gonna uh, hurt everybody else in the race. Well, I'm swayed. I I actually feel validated because I tweeted this uh, a couple of days ago that I was, I just thought it was disruptive and I didn't think it was a good tact and I thought it was all about him and not about his kids. In my opinion, right? Um, I was uh, retweeted by Josh Cox, who uh, is a former uh, elite runner who was on the broadcast, I think, for Universal. So he was actually on the broadcast. He, he responded to my tweet, and he said, I agree, it's disruptive to the pros and flies in the face of what Boston is all about, giving your very best. Mm-hmm. So I feel somewhat validated as I make it all about myself now. Sure. You know, which is... <laughs> Which is kind of, but at least I acknowledge there's not, enough, make, there's not enough room in, in uh, your world for, for another person making it about themselves. No, there isn't. Well, at least I'm acknowledging I'm making it about myself. You right. Know? This guy's trying to. Don't hide behind the kids. He's hide behind the kids, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is, what I, is what I feel. But uh, uh, that was one of the, the, the very small, you know, almost meaningless stories and I, I guess I was more frustrated but by this story gets headlines while sure. there is you know there's 25,000 people finishing or 20,000 people who all have unique stories and stories that are 
more compelling to me than, than what this guy did. And that's why we're going to spend the next six hours telling you all of those 26,000 <laughs> right, stories. We will. Uh, exactly. Bip number one. <laughs> um, but yeah. I will say up in Boston, that's also one of the reasons I love that city, and I'm sure why people love doing that marathon, is that even the people that live in Boston, if they don't run, they have no idea about running. Right. Everyone rallies behind the marathon. All the townspeople are out. They're all cheering. Lining the streets. Yeah. They see they see you on the Metro in Boston gear, and they're like, congratulations on your race. It is you cool. You did a really great thing. <laughs> it so is cool. the, the whole city just really embraces the marathon and the runners, which is really awesome to see. And you, you go to other races and do marathons, and it's not the same feeling. And you you have like a five mile stretch by yourself, right? Where, yeah. where you run, you run yeah. one of these major marathons where the streets are lined, like yeah. ten people back. Uh, especially when it's when it's rough on you, um, that's good. When when I ran New York, it was great. It's the same thing. Like it, it was unbelievable the, the support. The only thing uh, where it was bad was like when we were going over the bridge to go into Manhattan, and yeah. it starts to get rough. And uh, everybody's cheering for the guy in the Iron Man costume. <laughs> but that was demoralizing. But other right. than that, having all other the people in the crowd is great. Other than, other than the fact that he was in this very Including hot, a mask, yeah. <laughs> humid, heavy Iron Man yeah. con- It's like, costume. why can't I drop this guy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, you start getting those yeah. thoughts. So that other was about five, six minutes where, where the crowd was kind of working against me. But the rest yeah. of the time, it was definitely in my favor. Yeah, no, the marathon is is great. Other than times like that, marathon is great. Yeah, I, I, and everybody has their unique stories and families out watching. I remember your parents were there. Uh, we had a number of our buddies there watching you. Uh, it really is an emotional, like inspirational experience. And to me, that's you know, I, I would like to know more of those stories rather than the story that was on Runner's World. That's just my opinion. All right, you know. All right, take it for what it's worth. All right. Thanks. All right. This is the uh, Pacers Running Podcast. We're looking for names. For now, that's what it is. If you want to tweet us uh, at Run Pacers, uh, use the hashtag podcast and and let us know what the name of the show should be. Uh, Do they they win anything if we pick their name? Absolutely. If if, great, great, Joanna. Lobster socks? Lobster socks. (laughs) Do you have any? No. (laughs) Uh, We we will. um, You didn't even get a pair for yourself? You didn't? I didn't. You know, I, they gave me a pair and I left them at the expo. Oh, oh wow. no. She is jaded by how much free stuff she gets. Work for us. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't stuff. get enough free stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is, it, is it because you had to run home from there? Um, Trying to lighten the load? She's forgot him. Yeah, I, just, I literally mm, just forgot him. There's, so, there's just so much happening. There's yeah. so many cute boys. I just couldn't uh, focus. Right, right. Typical. So you can tweet us, uh, use the hashtag lobster socks, I mean hashtag po- a podcast or lobster socks, uh, and, and give, us, give us some ideas of what this podcast uh, should be called. I will give the winner a free pair of shoes. Wow, that's really big. Yeah, I will. I just, um, I just, I just thought, you know, that's a, that, your idea is a great idea. We'll give them a free pair of shoes for. Uh, it's got to be a good name. It's so it's got to be a well, really it's, good it's name. Just for the winner, not for a submission. No, no, not just for, for the winner. Yeah. For the winner that yeah. we select, and we will get together, put our heads together, and figure out what this show should be called. We'll vote. We we will we will vote. Majority very, rules. Yeah, very democratic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that that that's going to be big for, for for next week's show. We'll write them all on a, a piece of paper and tear it up, just like your Boston Red Sox raffle. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, we will be, we will actually vote and and have uh, a uh, 
have a winner chosen uh, by next week, or if we don't get any tweets the following week, or whenever we get tweets, we will uh, we will choose that winner. What if somebody gives us a good idea, and then you give them a pair of shoes, and so then we go by that, and then like two, three weeks later, because you can listen to this that's, content whenever you want, point. and somebody comes up with a better idea. Uh, I'm going to take that could, pair of shoes back from somebody. Yeah, we could bankrupt you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or, or it'd be like, um, well, the free pair of shoes is an eight and a half men's, and right. this guy's been running in it for two weeks, but they're yours now. <laughs> yeah, even though you're a women's seven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. I haven't gotten all the details ironed out, Docs, but we'll, we'll figure it out. As but we will hook you up. Yeah, we will hook you up. Uh, this is the, the, the unnamed podcast. It's brought to you by uh, Pacers Running with five locations in the D.C. area. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, so Joanne is a manager of, of one of the stores. We also have a store in, in Princeton, New Jersey uh, as well. Joanne is a manager of one of the stores. Uh, you can see her. Um, how many days a week? Five, six, seven, basically all the time. How do you over not there? know this? I know. It's amazing. Do you really work? Yeah. Do <laughs> one of you, one, so this, this is the yeah. point of the podcast. One of you doesn't actually work at Pacers, right? <laughs> that yeah, that? yeah. Is that what I'm learning? You'll have to figure out who that is. But no, you, you're over there. Uh, what day are you not there? Uh, Thursday is usually my day off, but it, yeah. sometimes I'm there anyway. She's, she's in there most every day. Uh, the other day. Working for free like your first two <laughs> weeks? Right. But Nothing's changed. <laughs> pretty much. The other day I got an email from Joanna at midnight. Uh, she was counting nutritionals, and that was a Sunday night? Uh, no, that was a Tuesday, Tuesday night. Tuesday night, wow. So uh, she's pretty committed. So if, she, if, if it's off hours, you can just kind of knock on the door, and sometimes she, she might even be there. Um, but at the moment, you can't see her through the window. No, not, not at the moment. Right now, we're, we're going through some construction at the Clarendon store. And how's that been over there? Um, Joanna? Well, they're really, I feel like I'm in a science experiment right now yeah. because we have, um, I don't know if everyone's seen the Clarendon store, but we have uh, two big walls of windows. And one week they closed off one side of windows to work on them. And then a week later they did the other side. So now we're in a lot of darkness. Yeah. Um, and we're going to see how it affects the staff. Um, that seasonal <laughs> defectiveness thing yeah. is a real yeah. thing. You know what we should do is, is we should set up a couple blackjack tables and open, open a <laughs> casino. Terrible idea. <laughs> terrible idea. Funny idea, but terrible idea. That's what the casinos do. Is they right. close off the windows, windows, remove all the clocks, so you yeah. don't know what time it is. Right. Well, that's not our, our purpose. It's going to be beautiful. You can go to our website, runpacers.com, and check out a blog to see all the information about uh, the renovation project that's underway at Clarendon. And the title of it is Big Changes Afoot in Clarendon as the Renovation Project is Underway. Uh, Jordan, our, our marketing director, wrote a, a, a nice blog about uh, what's going on. And it is going to be awesome. Whether we have a shower in there or not, it's going to be awesome eventually. Right now, it's been a little tough for you and your staff. So uh, we appreciate uh, you guys hanging in there and dealing with the seasonal... Uh, the Seasonal depression? The de- <laughs> no. Uh-huh. What did you say it was? Well, the, the acronym is SAD, so it's Seasonal Effectiveness Disorder. Oh, yeah. We appreciate you hanging in there and, and dealing with the Seasonal Effectiveness Disorder. We are actually broadcasting now from uh, our office next to the Clarendon store, which also has no windows, so maybe that's part of the, part of the uh, problem, too. We, we are excited about a new office here. Uh-huh. Um, it's going to connect into the, uh, the Clarendon store. Uh, we are right next to the H&R Block. 
So uh, this is where I spend most of my are you, time. So are you inviting people to visit you no, here? No, I, I spend most of my time here uh, just just to try to set the scene for people to know where we brought He likes from. to do the uh, yeah, paint a picture in everybody's yeah, head. Right. Oh, okay. Right next to H&R Block and across from Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's and, and the Clarendon Grill. Right in the, like I said, at the, in the heart of Clarendon. Um, it was funny. The, uh, the H&R Block people, it's been shut down after the 15th. Mm-hmm. Like they are just gone. They don't do your state taxes. They why state taxes after April May first? Oh, May first. Yeah. Well, they've been. So we've had this whole place to ourselves. For Who has or. worked more over the last month? You counting nutritionals or the H and R Block people <laughs> counting? They were here uh, a lot. I will. I will give it to them. They they were here a lot the first fifteen days of the uh, the month, but. Uh, Recently, well, they probably they're all on a yacht right now, just relaxing, hanging out at the beach. Probably, yeah. No matter how many nutritionals I count, I never get on a yacht. No, not yet, (laughs) not yet. I think this was a good first show. Appreciate you guys uh, joining us, and I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, You can expect to to hear from us next week, Joanna and Docs. I think next week we can talk about uh, races, maybe races in the area, races we've done, race experiences. Uh, I'm off to work right now to work on the GW Parkway 10-miler and 5K, which is tomorrow. So uh, I can kind of share my experience of that. I'm going to work it and run it. Uh, A lot of great races here in the D.C. area. Uh, Joanna actually did every single Pacers race two years ago. It's a world record. I think that's what you told me. Yeah, it's a world record. So we're going to talk about that experience Uh, and just races in general. You know, Doc's, uh, we could talk some about the relay races you and I have done, Ragnar, uh, Hood to Coast. Blue Ridge. I think Joanna's done Hood to Coast as well. Oh, yeah. So should we just make that this show now and just keep yeah. going? Yeah, or? No, no, no. I got, we, I got to actually get to work. But, but uh, I, I do appreciate everybody uh, listening. Uh, tweet us your suggestions for names of, uh, of the show. Hashtag podcast. Hashtag podcast. What'd you think, Joanna? Well, it was a show. Okay. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah. You think <laughs> we, can, we can improve? It's not going to get worse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I, I think uh, we needed to get the first show out of the way. Yeah, you basically... It's a good rust buster. Yeah, yeah, yeah good rust buster. Once we get the first show yeah. out of the way, everything will be good. Yeah, you should give us at least three shows before you start judging us. Right, that's true. Um. But you guys will show up again next week. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Joanna, you in? Yeah. As long as there's right. snacks, I'm here. All right. I will bring the snacks. All right. This is the Pacers Running Podcast. We look forward to talking to you next week. For William E. Docs and Joanna Russo, I'm Chris Farley. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week.